declared. Yes, Lord, we do declare this morning, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. That we desire your kingdom, Lord. Oh, we desire your rule and reign, Lord. Come and rule and reign in this place, Lord. Help us. Come and rule and reign in our lives, Lord. Oh, let your kingdom come, Lord, and your will be done, Lord. Oh, we desire you, Lord. Oh, we long for you, Lord. Come and have your way, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord God. Let your plan come forth in this this place, Lord. Yes. And let it come forth in our lives, Lord. Oh, Father God, we desire you, Lord. Yes, we do. We desire you. Better than our way. We desire you. Oh, yes, Lord God. Your thoughts are higher than our thoughts, Lord. Come and have your way, Lord. Come and have your way, Lord. We surrender to you, Lord, and say, have your way, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Bless you. And you didn't sneeze. Bless you. May the Lord bless you. God is desiring to bless you. So glad you're here. Fighting the snow. What kind of what kind of weather is going on around here? 20 degrees one day, 60 degrees the next day, snowing the next day. My kids are praying for school school out Monday and I'm praying against it. I don't want to go in the summer. They can't they can't see that far ahead. Praise God, that's why we're parents. I don't want to say we trump their uh, that we still have two more snow days? Well, in the name of Jesus, be out tomorrow. <laughs> I thought we were out. Why'd we go on President's Day? And... I do read the paper some, sometimes. I read the headlines. Monterey is out. That's a, that's a Cookville joke. Them being up on the plateau, we always say that. Anyway, I don't know if we'll go or not. It doesn't take much. But bless you for being here. God is moving. Man, that song, that song. I, I, I don't want to, I, I don't know, I guess I will. Celeste Gammons brought that song to us that made me glad. And she sang it before the church. She just felt the Lord moving her. And um, that is such a powerful song. It's... It, 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 it's one of those, and in worship, we try, to, we try to line up worship songs. Are they vertical or are they horizontal? What, what I mean is, is, is are they directed toward us or are they directed toward him? And that's one of those that kind of do both. It's about him being my shield, but it's about us confessing him as my shield and my strong tower. And there is so much, it's so powerful when you allow yourself to, to buy in, to buy into who God is. Allow the presence of God to, to soften you. Allow the presence of God, allow God's power to move in you. There are so many things in our life going on, coming at us that causes us to harden. It's causing us to harden to God, to even start to believe that He's not who He says He is. Well, He is, whether you believe it or not. He is who He says He is. And allow yourself to soften up. 
again, I would encourage you, be in your Bible every day because if all you're getting is Sunday mornings, you're not getting enough. Your tank's running empty probably before you can get home. No wonder Sundays are such a struggle. It's hard to get to church without getting in a fight. Amen. All of you didn't say it, but all of you are thinking it. It's hard. Why? God doesn't, Satan doesn't want you here. These danger signs start coming up. Don't you go where that presence of God is. You don't need that. You need to sleep in. This is your one day to sleep in. Bless you for being here. Not trying to be hard on you at all. Trying to, trying to bless you. Don't anybody get bent out of shape, but I'm going to go back to something I said last week to clarify. I completely quoted my good friend, Dr. Tony Hudson, and I don't want to miss this. Our, men, our prostate doesn't shrink. It enlarges. Regardless, it starts at age 25, and there's really no stopping it or not much stopping it. So we'll stop there. Things got out of control last Sunday. And it wasn't my fault. It's the economy. (laughs) Amen. But like I was saying, there's things that start in our bodies that there's no reversing. But I want you to know when you come to God today, He can reverse it. And He can restore you. Back to as though it never happened. Take what the locusts have eaten. That's past. But he's also going to bless your future. He's going to fix the past, take care of the present, and take care of your future. When we allow him to have it. We've been talking about where is the power? Where is the power? Church, where is the power? I'm ready for power. I could feel power in this church Wednesday night. I could feel God just wanting to release himself. He is looking for a place to inhabit. And I want it to be here. And that's not selfish. I want God and he wants me to want him. And he wants to be here. I want him. Come here, Lord. Where do we get the power to live in the midst of this difficult time? And I don't know what to do with my hands. My hands are talking a little bit more than normal. So... Maybe it's God. Come on, God. And where do I get the power to keep going? Last week, we looked at two steps toward gaining the power. The first one was we admit that we're weak. God does not operate like we work. We think we have to be strong. We think we have to be self-sufficient. God says, no, you need me. That's the first step is you've got to admit that you're weak. You've got to get rid of the steering wheel and say, here, God. You take it. I'm with you. Then you open up the channels for God's power. It starts with the admission. You must speak it out of your mouth. God, you're in control. And mean it. It's easy to say. It's a little bit different to walk. Next, we get connected to the source of power. I gave an example last week about a toaster. And I actually had um, had a, a... um, not a child, but a, a, a young adult. A, not a young adult, but a, between a young adult and a child. Remember the toaster. I ran him down and I said, dude, what's going on? 
You got to plug the toaster in. Right. Praise God. All those stats that say you can't retain anything just went out the door with you. You're going to remember that toaster. Do you remember about the toaster? If you don't plug it in, you're not going to get toast. I don't care how good a toaster you got. Those kids are plugging in. They don't realize it. They may not even know what they're doing, but they're plugging in right there. Those teachers are getting them to engage, setting them up for Jesus. Amen. It says in John 15, 5, Yes, I'm the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me or stay connected to me, and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Those who remain. It's not you come up here and pray the sinner's prayer and you're connected the rest of your life. It's too bad that's not how it is. It's too bad we don't just do it one time and it's done. But we must remain. Do you know Jesus is the word? You must remain in the word. And the word in you. And then you will produce much fruit. For apart from Jesus, and I want to apply this on, apart from the word, you've got to be in the word. Being in the word is being in Jesus. Do we understand this? It says in John 1 that he is the word. Jesus is the word. Church, get in this. If you knew that if you would get in this, that your, your life is going to take a turn for the better, wouldn't you do it? He said last week, we'll do any get-rich scheme to try to, to try to break through with our finances. We'll try anything. We'll try anything. Here it is. The great thing is, maybe it doesn't teach you exactly on your money each day, but God's in control. He doesn't need to. He just needs you. And he's going to work it all out. He's going to give you wisdom beyond yourself. Praise God. Because I have made some stupid decisions. Whether it's with my money or with my kids or with my wife or anything. I've made dumb decisions. But when I turn to him, hey, let me give you an example. A few of you are going to appreciate this. And I've said it before. When I worked at Express Lube, we used to, we would accidentally lock, cars would lock up on their own sometimes or sometimes we'd accidentally hit the button and they'd lock. And we have these devices to break into cars. 100% of the time when I prayed beforehand, I got it open quickly. Almost 100% of the time when I didn't, I'd break something, I'd drop a tool in their car, and I'd make a fool out of myself. But when I would turn to God, that may seem so small, but God wants you to turn to Him in the small things. He's not just waiting to bail you out of the big stuff. He wants to be your daddy from the time you wake up till the time you go to bed. I don't like my kids coming to me just when they have a problem. Last night was the father-daughter date night. I love that. My kids all get dressed up. We have hair done. It's a whole day experience. Praise God, me and Pete went to the batting cages. Sorry, Tracy. I didn't, I didn't go and sit there all, all, all day while they're getting their fingernails done and getting their hair done. But boy, they come back and they're, you know what? They're getting ready for daddy. They're thinking about daddy. They're thinking about dancing with daddy and kissing daddy 
And I'm thinking about, can I just make it through butterfly kisses? God, just help me make it through that song without just being some wreck out there in front of all these other daddies. And here I am, and I'm here, and daddies go, oh, no. You know, we're all dancing. I'm like, oh, don't say anything. Just let, just let me get through this song. You know? It talks about giving her name away and, you know, I, I can't handle it. Can you imagine how Father God thinks about when you turn away from Him? Can you let that get you? That's what He thinks about you when we start going down these wrong roads. Breaks His heart. He is saying, come back to me. Stay connected to me, even on the little things. Even when you're driving down the road. Even when you're going to dinner, think about him. Let God be a part of your whole life. You know, it's these little things that get you to the big things. If you would allow God to move in your life through the little things, the big things are going to be taken care of. God wants to be God not as a crisis. We don't want to just remember God in our crisis. We want relationship. Let God move in you. But finally, the third step is we must choose God's way with faith that God's power will show up. We have to believe God's power is going to show up. I had somebody tell me last week, I don't look at the balcony enough. Balcony, I'm going to start looking at y'all more. Good to have y'all. I don't ever get to shake y'all's hands. I hope we have visitors up there. Somebody's shaking their hands. Are y'all getting them up there? That's real assuring. Thank you. Bless y'all. Starting in April when we were looking at two services, I hate to warn you, but we're probably going to close the balcony. We're going to make y'all sit down here and fill this back up. Once we fill it back up, we'll let you back up there. Okay? Don't get mad at me. I I was going to say hate the game, don't hate the player, but that's not good either. Y'all ever heard that expression? Anyway, youth, y'all got that. We'll let that go. But bless you, balcony. We're so glad you're here. Bottom floor, are y'all glad they're here? Amen. Whatever you do, don't do anything. Just sit there. (laughs) Choose God's way. This is the toughest. The Bible makes it clear that God's power and my faith are connected. Amen. For me to get God's power, I have to step out in faith. It means to step out in obedience to what God calls us to do before we get the power. Did you catch that? you got to step out before you feel it, before you see it. The key word is before. God wants you to take action before. Some of you may be thinking... You mean I've got to take action and act as though I have the power before I actually receive the power? Yes, that's faith. That's what faith is. I have an expression. I have many expressions. But this is one of my main expressions right now. Why don't you do something? That's how I got Brandon Weaver to play the bass. 
hanging around Judah, always at practice, just standing there, just being a part, just hanging out. Weaver, why don't you do something? I'm going to slap a bass on you, and we're going to teach you to play bass. We're gonna, you're going to be a blessing to this church. He's, of course, where are you at? Are you not here today, Weaver? He's sick. Oh. Lord, bless Weaver, even though he hit me in the nose with a frisbee, Lord. Bless Weaver. I love Brandon Weaver. But that's one of my expressions. Why don't you do something? Did you know you can't make a basket in basketball without shooting? Or without playing? You can't make a hole-in-one in golf without going out to the golf course and teeing it up. You know, I know, I know firsthand, I wasn't with this group, but I know people that was with this group, and they're in, they're in this sanctuary with me, of a guy that hit a shot so bad that it went into the water, skipped across the water, and while he's sitting there ranting and raving, fussing about his shot, it skips up and rolls in the hole. <laughs> that never could have been done had he not hit that shot. You can never have a stock that goes out the roof without buying a share. You can never have a banner crop, a bumper crop, without sowing the first seed. We're wanting God to bless our finances without sowing. Pastor, you're always after my money. No, I'm after you getting involved with God. You can't get it without planting that seed. The seed has to go in. That's our part. We've got to plant the seed. I've got to shoot the shot. I've got to get out on the field. Why don't you do something? What is faith? Hebrews 11 from the Living Bible says, What is faith? It is the confident assurance that something we want is going to happen. It is the certainty that what we hope for is waiting for us even though we cannot see it ahead. You choose God's way. You make godly choices. These last two points worked closely together. When I'm connected with God, my choices become clearer. They don't become easier. They become clearer. They aren't easy choices in life, but they are clearer. So when I choose God's way, God says, okay, now my power is going to show up. He sees our faith and he turns on the power. You can read scripture from front to back and see this. We'll look at one example. Uh, the, uh, uh, the Prince of Egypt. You ever seen that movie? It's a cartoon, but it's a great movie. Let's talk about it just a minute. In Egypt, Pharaoh, Pharaoh is the leader of Egypt, and he has the Israelites as slaves. And it's a terrible situation for these Israelites. I know you know the story, but they are God's people, and Moses is representing his people, and he is representing God. And he goes to Pharaoh and says, let my people go. <laughs> Some of you will get that. Let my people go. God wants them out of slavery and out of Egypt. Now, of course, Moses doesn't tell him this. He tells them they need to go out and worship for three days. And they need to take everything they have. <laughs> they don't need to leave anything behind. Sounds kind of fishy, doesn't it? I wonder what they're up to. 
But God sends these plagues on Pharaoh. God hardens his heart. And finally, after the tenth plague, which was terrible, Pharaoh said, go. I would say in his heart, he's saying, please go. This hurts. Please go. So they march out of Israel. Imagine being a slave for years and years, and now you're free. And they're dancing and they're singing and having a great time going out of Egypt. And back in Egypt, all of a sudden, Pharaoh says, what have I done? What have I done? He starts thinking about all this free labor that he's got. A recession, a depression. And he goes, I must have been crazy to let him go. Who's going to make the bricks in this hot sun? Who's going to clean the bathrooms? Who's going to do all this stuff? So he calls out to the Egyptian National Guard, calls them all in, and he says, go. And imagine you're singing. Can you imagine being, being a child of children, the children of Israel? Can you turn me? Can you turn this back on? There we go. See if I can get me back here. There we go. Well, let's see if I can do. Freedom, freedom. Can you just imagine? They're just clapping and singing and having a great time. Freedom, free. Oh, and they got the tambourines going. Well, I'll do this. No, no, no tambourine. Freedom, freedom. If y'all don't know it, I don't like the tambourine. I don't know if scripture missed it. Um, I take, don't take that the wrong way. But they're crying, freedom, freedom. Then all of a sudden, here comes the army. Freedom. Freedom. And they got scared. They got scared. And what they do? They turned on Moses. What have you done? What have you done? They turned against Moses and complained, Why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? Weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? Why did you make us leave? Our slavery was far better than us dying out here in the wilderness. Can you imagine? You're dancing. You're having a great time. And then all of a sudden, What have you done to us? Moses said, Let me come back. I think many times we say to ourselves, our powerless life was far better than us stepping out in faith. They have just been delivered from slavery. Now, they're not totally delivered yet. They're still walking, but all of a sudden it's turned on them. But Moses told the people, don't be afraid. Just watch what God's going to do. What would you take that answer to mean? Think about it. I'm either going to drown in the water. I'm trapped. I'm drowned between the water and the army. What would you think? Where would you be? I want you to kind of put yourself in this position because you know the power of God. You know what God's word says, but all of a sudden, here comes the enemy. And so quickly, we dismiss God's word. It's like it wasn't even there. It's like we can't focus on anything but the army coming after us. 
and were willing to give up everything to turn on to turn on God. They're not just turning on Moses. They're turning on God. We're sitting there thinking, I'm either going to drown or I'm going to be killed. And Moses says, dude, relax. Watch what God's going to do. I don't know. I even asked myself, what would I do? Would I keep walking? When he says to start walking, what would I do? I almost think I'd get down and say, y'all go on up ahead. I got something in my sandal. I kind of see. Oh. The waters are opening up. The Lord himself, he says, the Lord himself will fight for you. You won't have to lift a finger in defense. And what happened? God speaks and the oceans open up. And God's power arrives as they took their step in faith. You can go from story to story. You can do the same thing. The principle is you choose God's way and power shows up. Moses didn't know how they were going to be delivered until he moved in faith. He didn't know what he was going to do. He just trusted and obeyed. Trust and obey. God says to you, I will honor your faith by a display of my supernatural power. I will give you power along the way. If you're like me, I kind of like to have the power before I go. Amen? Before the crisis. I want the power before the showdown. I want the power before the ocean's edge. But the Bible teaches us that God supplies power along the way according to our faith. And the same God who intervened and expressed His power throughout the Bible is the same God who's wanting to work in your life. He, he never changes. Admit you're weak, be connected to the source of power, and choose God's way with faith that power will show up. Maybe you say, how do I know it works this way? Because the Bible promises it. And because I have, I have, I have dealt with hundreds of people whom I have seen it work in their lives. I've seen it work in your lives. And I've seen it work in my life. It is one of my testimonies. And I have to constantly do this. I have to constantly admit my weakness. I have to drop to my knees and say, God, who am I to speak to these people? I'm nothing. I must be connected to Him. I've got to be walking with Him. I've got to be intimately growing in my relationship with God. And I've got to step forward to what I feel like he's calling me to do every time and expect God's power to show up. That's my life. What about you? What do you do with this message? Where do you go from here? We've heard the word. We've laughed a little bit. But I want more. I want more. I want to see transformation. I want to see it in my life and I want to see it in your life. And God wants to see this. How do you take this message home with you? If you're, if you're someone that's never given your heart to Jesus, I'm so glad that you're here. God is so glad that you're here. Based on what we've talked about, you need to take this step out and start walking in the direction of Christianity. You need to start going to church. 
You need to start reading the Bible. You need to stick your neck out and maybe jump into a life group. Those faith steps, take those faith steps in the direction of committing your life to Christ and seeing God's power move in your life. But this isn't just a message for the unbeliever. It's a message for us all. If you're a parent, tomorrow after work you get tired when you get home and you're fatigued and you're stressed and you want to just walk in the house and just chill for a minute. You want to go in and say to your kids, don't bug me. Do your kids cause you to unplug? (laughs) Elizabeth about fell out of her chair when I showed this. This isn't funny to her at all. (laughs) I guarantee you the power's killed before before the plug. But what, what, what stops your flow is what I'm asking you. Maybe it's your children. Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's your work. Maybe it's your schedule. Maybe it's you. But what disconnects you? Because we need to get that removed. I don't mean we're going to remove our kids. No, you need to. <laughs> no. My kids don't cause me to unplug. They cause me to plug in. I can see God through their little eyes. They truly believe God can move. They truly believe. Your children, you raise them in a godly home. They want to believe in God. And we can learn from them. Maybe you pull up in your driveway and just stop a moment and say, God, I really feel weak right now. I'm really tired. But I'm going to go in the house and act as if your power is going to come and your strength and energy is going to come. And allow me to love my kids like I've never loved them before. Love them like you love them. And I'm going to go in and I'm going to treat my spouse the way I know you want me to treat him or her. And I'm going to expect your power along the way. Isaiah 40 verse 31 says, But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. I missed that. My bad. There we go. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. We do the possible with faith that God will do the impossible. That's the way it works. Have you lost your romance in your marriage? You do the possible. You treat your spouse as you know God would want them to be treated. You do the possible with faith that God will show up in the impossible and bring power and restoration to your marriage. And I don't care what condition it's in. God loves marriage and he hates divorce. Maybe you've got a friendship that's fractured. You do the possible. You pick up the phone and you ask for forgiveness. Not because you want to. Nobody wants to do that. But because it's the right thing to do. And don't leave here and get me wrong and say, Okay, I need to reconcile. God, give me the power. Pastor Paul said, You're going to give me the power. God, give me the power. Now, I'm not seeing my hand miraculously move to the telephone. It doesn't work that way. You step out in faith and you pick up the phone and you make the call and expect God to be on the other end. Now, how the other end reacts is out of your control. It's up to you, God. I turn it over and I'm going to do the right thing and I'm going to ask for forgiveness and not look for anything else in return. 
It's so easy to ask for forgiveness, but you're wanting the other person to respond in an apologetic way also. But we've got to just do the right thing. I'm terrible at this. I'll apologize and want the other person to apologize too. And if they don't, I get mad at them. And here we go again. It's just a big circle. Unforgiveness circle. Bitterness circle. Will you please forgive me? Yeah, you really hurt me. Yeah. You hurt me too. Yeah, well, I forgive you. I don't say this out loud, but you hurt me. You no good. I shouldn't have ever done that anyway. What did I do that for? Now I just feel worse. Nope, you give it up and you give it to God. In fact, if you'll prepare yourself for them not to respond the right way, you might just make it. Boy, I'm preaching to the choir today. I struggle so much with this. I struggle right here. I struggle with this, that I need the right response. Even in worship, when I used to lead worship, I would need the correct response from y'all. And when I didn't get it, I'd get mad. God finally said, the response is not your problem, Paul. It's mine. Quit trying to do my job. Just do your job. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I don't have to worry about how you react. It's not my problem. All I've got to do is be obedient, do the right thing. That's why when you pick up the phone and, and you've got a root of bitterness and you need to deal with it, okay, they're probably not going to react wrong. Their history says they're not going to react the right way. It's probably going to be bad, but I'm going to get myself ready for it and I'm going to walk through this and I'm going to hang up the phone. I'm not going to hang up on them. That would feel, that would feel pretty good, but I'm not going to do it. You know what? I really did wrong. I'm not going to bring up their wrong. I really did you wrong and I feel like I need to ask you to forgive me. Would you please forgive me? Yeah, I will. Okay, thank you. Bless you. I love you. Bye. Get off. You know, it says those that use a lot of words are not far from sin. It doesn't take much to keep talking and get yourself in more trouble. Get off the phone. Have somewhere you got to be. I've learned that people like to talk long on the phone with me. I need to have somewhere to be because I'll get off the phone. I got to be somewhere in five minutes real quick. Okay. My five minutes is up. I got to go. Okay. A lot of words. I'm going to get in trouble. Doesn't mean I don't want to talk to you. Don't, don't get me wrong. When, when... Pick up the phone. Let me get a little, let me get, let me get in your, let me go, let me go just a little bit deeper here and then we're done. Maybe some of you need to go home and pack up a suitcase. You've been living together and you know it's not God's design for your life. You do the possible and let God make a way for you to do this the right way. Let God make a way for you two that are, that are together to do the right thing and to get together the right way. God wants to bless that relationship. He doesn't want it to be cursed. And you have that choice. We have so many things in our lives. Are these easy steps? No but they're good steps. And when you move in the direction that God wants you to take, His power will show up. You do the possible with faith that God will do the impossible. But this power we're talking about, all these steps don't work if you don't get the person. This person is Jesus Christ. That's why at the beginning of this message on the verse that says, He gives power and strength to His people. It says in Romans eight seventeen. It says, and since we are his children, we will share his treasures 
for all God gives to his son Jesus is now ours too. If you're someone here that has never opened your life to Jesus, maybe you've gone to church your whole life, but you've never let go. You've never let go of the steering wheel. Would you just say, Christ, Jesus Christ, come in. Would you give me the power that I need because I want to live your way? Save me, Jesus. Church, it's that easy. It's that easy. Just out of your mouth. Just out of your mouth that you confess Jesus as Lord and that you believe in your heart that he died and he rose again. You will be saved. For the rest of you, what area of life do you need God's power to show up? Make this practical, not just fancy talk. It's living by God's power. Let's pray. Father God, I just thank you for your love. I thank you that your love is not based on what I look like or how much money I have in my savings account. Your love isn't based on my background or this church's background. You love us because you created us and because your word tells us that you are love. And you're calling us to be your children. And Lord, we're thankful that we don't have to live powerless lives. We're thankful that we can live a life that's infused with your supernatural, divine, unlimited power. That you would think and care enough about us to give us that incredible gift. God, I pray that as we go our separate ways that we might be different people as a result of your word. That we might admit our weakness and be connected to you and choose your way with faith that your power would show up. We need your power, Lord. We need you, Lord. And thank you that, you're, that you live up to your promises and your power does show up to your people. Move, Lord. Those that are here that have never given their heart to Jesus, Lord, I just ask you to move in them. And just that they would say this prayer of just saying, Jesus, come in. I can't do this on my own. Save me. Lord, those that have turned from you would come back to you and just say, Jesus, I need you. I've turned away from you and I'm ready to come back. I'm ready to get back connected into the vine. Lord God, you're waiting and you're knocking on that door asking us to come. Move, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. If y'all would stand, if my deacons would come forward, the deacons and wives and Pastor Stephen and Lee, we would like to pray with you. We would like to believe that if you've got an ailment, if you're battling sickness, if you're battling depression or anything mental, Lord, that the Lord wants to heal you. If you're battling something in your marriage or in your finances or in your job, God is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our provider would ask you to step out in faith. God is going to meet you right here at this altar, and we are going to see healing. If you have never given your heart to Jesus, I want to ask you to walk this aisle and let us pray with you. Thank you, Lord. Let's just believe that God can move in power as His Word says. Amen? Amen. Let's sing a song.